721. Joining us now at our studios is the superintendent of schools, superintendent, Dr. Matt Hillman. Matt, good morning. Good morning, Jeff. How are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm outstanding. Good. Coming up to the start of school. Yes. Uh, you had a school board meeting, and we're going to get to that in just a moment or so. Uh, I want to start off by uh, just talking about a, a very just tragic event that happened earlier uh, about a week or so ago, and that was uh, the passing of a, a, a one of your young students who was hit um, by on her bicycle by a car and passed away. As uh, Melanie Valencia, correct? And uh, uh, boy, that's even though it doesn't involve school, it's in the summertime. It's a very difficult time for the students that uh, you oversee. Well, we are a school community, so whether school is in session or not. Uh, we are part of this uh, because we care about kids and we care about families in our community. And I'm not going to, you know, the radio station has reported on, you know, the accident and um, and Melanie's subsequent passing from those injuries. And it is just a heartbreaking time uh, for all of us in our community. And, you know, by all accounts, Melanie was a vibrant young person and she made a difference for many others. And uh, that was very clear in, in uh, hearing from students, you know, in the past week or so. She was a great friend, and as uh, has been shared, she just loved playing soccer and, and did so with all of her might. Um, so I'm asking everybody in the community to really hold Melanie's family, uh, specifically the Northfield High School girls soccer team, uh, and the whole Northfield High School and Northfield Middle School uh, community in their hearts uh, as we go forward. This is going to be tough uh, for a long time uh, because the death of a young person always has a significant impact on a community in ways that are both very visible uh, and also much less visible. And for many people, uh, these kinds of incidents can uh, create a resurgence of a past trauma, uh, a lost loved one or another situation that this particular incident reminds them of. So we need to understand that this impacts people in very different ways. And uh, the district's already provided some support sessions for students uh, and for staff, and those will, you know, we will continue to be available to support our students and families in any way that they need. Uh, for those listening, if a student you know, needs assistance, they need some help processing it, they need someone to talk to, don't hesitate to reach out to your school. Yes, it's the beginning of August. Yes, the school year hasn't started, but our people are here for you. And so our school counselors or administrators can uh, help people get the assistance that they might need as we continue to just really process this tragedy. And so we stand ready to provide ongoing uh, support for our students. And I just, uh, last night we held a moment of silence for Melanie at the board meeting. And I just invite everyone listening here to hold uh, these young people um, and Melanie's family in your hearts. This is an incredibly difficult time and it's it's going to, to last some time. So we have to be here to support uh, her family and uh, the students for the months and years to come. Moving to uh, <clears throat> uh, last night's uh, school board meeting, uh, each year you have improvement plans from uh, various schools and entities within the uh, school district, and uh, you had some last night. Yes, absolutely. And so it's one of my favorite times of the year for our school board meetings because it's our uh, school con or program continuous improvement plans. And so uh, each of our schools has a continuous improvement uh, plan as well as the Northfield Community Education Center, which is a school that has a number of different programs in it. So they have one uh, continuous improvement plan. Our uh, Northfield High School Athletics Department has its activities department has its own continuous improvement plan. So we'll be reporting these over the next uh, several board meetings. Last night, we heard from uh, both community education or from community education, from the area learning center and from our Portage online program. 
And we really heard some very positive things uh, from these folks and also areas where they need to do some improvement. Uh, so uh, in terms of the community education uh, continuous improvement plan, they are really focused on a couple of specific areas in their plan, one of which is preparing students for kindergarten. So as you know, we have a licensed child care center. It's one of the largest in the community. It's also one of the most diverse in the community. Uh, our data from last year shows that uh, 100% of those kids who attended our uh, child care program were deemed ready for kindergarten uh, when they started last fall. And for students who attended our preschool, also very high as well. So our Northfield Public Schools are doing what we can through the Northfield Community Education Center to ensure that kids are ready for kindergarten. We know if they're ready for kindergarten that we can take that handoff in the traditional K-12 setting and keep helping students um, move forward academically. They are also focused on partnership. And so uh, we have a very exciting partnership that I've shared with you before. We have a satellite food shelf uh, as part of the CAC uh, food shelf that is actually in the Northfield Community uh, Education Building. And they have uh, been wildly successful, and they're looking to be even more successful this year. So that's an example of uh, living one of our strategic commitments, partnerships, where we're partnering with uh, the CAC uh, to make sure that there's multiple places in the community where people can get their needs met. Uh, in this case, it's the food shelf uh, at the NCEC. And they're also really looking at child care. And we know that child care is a crisis in Minnesota. Um, just as an example, um, we have nearly all of, we have all but one slot of our child care slots full. There's one slot for just two days a week. It's not even full time. And so we have made the maximum use of that facility. We do have plans to try to uh, continue expanding that child care center as we move forward in the future. That's a complicated piece. There's some additional infrastructure things that we need to do. And you need to find the workers to be able to do that. Uh, what I understand is that there's over a thousand child care slots needed in the county um, and only around 500 available total uh, throughout the entire county. So we know that child care is a crisis, uh, both here in our community and across the country. Northfield Public Schools, through our community education uh, program, continues to try to offer and expand that opportunity for folks. So that was really uh, the Northfield Community Education Continuous Improvement Plan. Aaron Bailey, an outstanding leader, just uh, dedicated to continuous improvement, really gets how to do it. Uh, Daryl Keller, who is the director of both the Area Learning Center uh, and our Portage program, uh, shared his results. And in both cases, the great thing about the ALC and about the Portage program, Jeff, is that kids feel supported. In both cases, 100% of the students in 100% of the secondary students in both programs agreed or strongly agreed with statements like, overall, um, the uh, uh, teachers at my school care about the students. So kids feel that their teachers in Portage, and uh, which is our all-the-time online program, and the Area Learning Center care about them as, as people. And that's a really important place to start. And so that's one of the top parts. I also want to share, Daryl explained that in their continuous, not all of it's rosy, right? So uh, this is a great example of how Daryl is committed to the continuous improvement process. So they had a goal last year of having 100% of Portage families, or it was not, excuse me, 90% of Portage families attend a family information session. They had created these family information sessions, kind of a more informal Q&A, based on previous feedback they had gotten. They got nobody to attend. So instead of complaining about it or whining about it, uh, Daryl went back and said, hey, families, you, we had heard you wanted these kinds of information sessions, but people aren't showing up. 
and the dialogue that happened showed that, no, we really don't want that kind of session. We want sessions where we are able to gather safely, you know, outside and uh, field trips and, you know, gatherings for our students. When that moved, they had well more than 90% of the people attend. So I think that's a great example of how uh, a goal is set in our continuous improvement planning model. It doesn't go uh, as planned. In fact, it went about as opposite as it planned. But we monitored, we adjusted, and then actually met the spirit of the goal in a different way. So that's just one example, Jeff, of how we take that continuous improvement planning process very seriously. Once again, Superintendent Hillman is with us. Uh, let's. I want to move on to the uh, capital improvement levy. Yes. We have talked about that in the past. It will be on the ballot uh, coming yep. up in uh, November. Uh, tell us what was discussed last night and how that is uh, taking shape right now. Yeah, so just to recall um, from when I came in last week, at a special meeting on August 1st, the board did decide to pump the brakes on the high school discussion in terms of any capital improvements uh, that would necessitate a bond referendum to the high school. At that time, the board expressed an interest in uh, moving in, uh, moving the capital projects levy renewal to this November. Uh, we were going to have to renew this capital projects levy regardless. It was about the timing. Uh, so we last passed the capital projects levy in 2011, and it generates about $750,000 a year for us for capital kinds of improvements. So what does that mean? Uh, what that means is we're able to use those funds to uh, improve and maintain the district's facilities. So... Uh, you know, things like exciting things, Jeff, like tuck pointing, right, to make sure that the mortar in between the bricks is solid so that the envelope of the building is sturdy. We want to keep water out of the building. Of course, we all know how important that is. Uh, things like some small roofing projects. We're updating a classroom at Bridgewater this summer, for example, converting it to a science room uh, so that each of our three elementaries have a formally outfitted science room. These are the kinds of building improvements that we're able to do with uh, the capital projects. We can improve our grounds. Uh, so that means things like making sure that parking lots are taken care of. We just did a top coat, uh, seal coat at the Bridgewater um, Elementary uh, parking lot. We did some changes in that traffic pattern last year. We're able to use capital projects, levy dollars to do things like that, parking lot repair, just keeping up on the grounds to making sure that we are you know, not getting behind, that we're taking care of what has been entrusted to us. It also allows us to purchase materials and equipment that support students and staff. So that means it allows us to purchase books. It allows us to purchase uh, technology. It allows us to purchase other science kinds of materials, materials for technology engineering, uh, materials for uh, family and consumer science, things like that, those those supplies and those materials that uh, and equipment that our teachers uh, need and our staff need to be able to do their jobs. It also does things like buy lawn equipment or purchase a snow plow, a snow plow uh, things, you know, equipment, things like that, that we obviously need to run the school. So there's also um, two other areas that we're looking to add to this. Uh, we, we could use and we have used uh, the capital projects levy for these in the past, but not every year. So the first is, as I shared last week, everyone who's listening knows that we went through a major budget adjustment uh, process this past winter because we are good stewards of your funds. We are facing declining enrollment. We have to take action to make sure that the school's budget is sustainable. That means in a school, almost always reducing staff, 80% of our uh, budget every year is going to be salary and benefits. The capital projects levy allows for a very narrow band of employees. In this case, five of our six technology employees. I had previously said six. We used to have seven technology employees. We cut it back to six uh, this past year through the budget adjustment process. So now it's five of six of the employees qualify to have their salary and benefits paid for from the capital projects levy. And we plan to move all of those salaries 
from the general fund into the capital projects levy should the expansion pass. That will relieve our budget by about $600,000, which I'm not going to say that that's going to prevent future reductions, but it certainly provides a firewall against it. Uh, another area that we're looking at using some expanded uh, levy dollars for is furniture. So wanting to furniture, we have learned through the elementary projects that we just completed, is one of the most significant facilities game changers for modifying how we teach. So if people think about the traditional desk model, five desks across, six deep, um, that's not a very flexible uh, situation. We've seen where we have updated furniture, how teachers are able very quickly to change the configuration of their classroom to match the kind of activity that they're doing. So we want to put our furniture, um, our student furniture, on a regular cycle. So we would like to move the capital. We're going to renew the capital projects levy and then ask for a slight expansion. Um, I'm not going to get into the details today about the complications because it's based on a tax rate, but roughly uh, the renewing of it would just uh, generate around $1.2 million. It was based on a tax rate. Um, so as the tax base grows, so is the amount that we could levy. We've never levied above $750,000. We've always under levied because in 2011, we told people $750,000 would be the limit. This time, we are going to use that tax rate so that as Northfield grows and the tax base grows, our capital projects levy would also grow commensurately uh, with that. So basically, the renewal would generate about $1.2 million, $1.25 million. That would be a first question. And a second question would take the total to uh, $1.65 million per year. What does that mean for a taxpayer, Jeff? For a person who owns a $300,000 home, that would be an annual increase of $68 per year. So that first year, your taxes would go up by $68 and stay there um, unless your house changes value. You know all that mm -hmm. part of it. Uh, so it's a, a very economical way for us to have multiple impacts directly on our students and staff in our com community. And you mentioned two questions. I'm a little bit... Uh unclear on those. Uh, could you go over those two sure. questions that are going to be on the ballot again? So the first question would simply ask for a renewal of the 2011 capital projects levy. And it would do it at the, at the same tax rate that it was uh, approved by the voters okay. overwhelmingly in 2011. And then the second question would be seeking to have additional funds added to that capital project. As slide. the prices go Correct. up. Or, okay. Uh, once again, Superintendent of Schools, uh, Dr. Matt Hillman, is uh, with us. And uh, we'll be, uh, once again, those are going to be on, those questions are going to be on the ballot this November the uh, 11th. Next year, you'll be... Uh, Further looking into a uh, high the high school and what should be there. Yeah, and I thank you for. We, we want people to be very clear that we're re we're seeking renewal of this cap and expansion of this capital projects levy now because it's something we have to do. We want to make sure that we have those funds. We want to relieve our general fund budget pressure, and this is the tool right now that we have to do that with. But we will be coming back with something in 2023 around modernizing uh, the infrastructure and the high school facility. We've got two pathways. We've talked about those before. I can talk about those. I just don't want people to be surprised. Wait a minute. You just asked us for this in November. Now you're asking us again. Really, we're going to be asking a couple of times over the next year because that's where we're at. Um, and so we just want people to know we are working right now. We're getting ready to do a voter survey um, to try to really judge what kind of investment is the community interested in putting into the high school so we can do that before running any kind of bond campaign. Uh, and then we are also uh, starting to meet with various community entities around an athletics portion of the high school uh, to see if we can get multi-governmental agency investment as well as business investment. So we're working with some business champions to help us with that as well. All right.
Uh, lastly, uh, we're coming close to the start of school. We Actually, are. It's, going, it's uh, this coming Monday. Is it Monday? Uh, uh, this coming Monday when uh, sports start up. Yes. It's that time of year. So uh, our, do they still do two-a-days? <laughs> well, uh, you know, I, I don't know the schedule yet for <laughs> okay. each of the activities. There's quite a few activities, Jeff, but I, I do know that there's a commitment to getting students in condition and ready for the season. So our fall sports do begin on August 15th. Uh, there is For parents listening, there is the annual parent meet on the 18th. Check your email. Uh, activities Director Bubba Sullivan has been notifying folks about that. And we are excited uh, to see those yeah. fall sports start. All right. Hopefully this cooler weather, this trend of cooler weather continues on uh, until uh, the uh, school year begins. Uh, Superintendent Hillman, thank you so much for joining us. Much appreciated. It's my pleasure. Thanks, Jeff, and Mm -hmm. uh, have a great day, everyone. Superintendent of Schools, Dr. Matt Hillman.